Welcome back. Episode number 37, the Ron Artest episode, man. No cap sports. We back at you with another one, man. And so as always, you know how we started off. Go on and give us that five, Josh. That was a real chaotic entry. I didn't know we were shouting out Ron Artest. I mean, he was a good player. You know, we're not mad. But irregardless, you know, he just messed up. But, you know, we're all from the same city. The same, we're not all from the same city. We're all from the same area. They're just from Mississippi. But we don't speak on it too much. But, you know, growing up, I know that everybody didn't have access to uh, these DSP streaming platforms that they do now, Apple Music, Spotify. So um, without me, me be, uh, assuming, I, I, I would believe that everybody thought of their first, you know, musical experience on Spinderella. Is that true, Mr. Vance? Uh, Yeah, but that was so long ago, bro. I'm, you know I'm an old head. He was, like, was on why Yeah, bro. I really was, bro. Like, that's the crazy thing. So, for this challenge, for this segment, what is the challenge, I guess? I want you guys to name me the top five songs that's on Spinrilla or LimeWire that you currently can't find on any of the DSPs. So, just a, a simple scroll through your song playlist will tell you a lot. First, start for the way to the whole mixtape. You know, that was when Wayne and Birdman, you know, they having their little, uh, little baby mama drama, whatever you want to call it. But he dropped some heat. Appreciate you, Birdman, for making Lil Wayne feel like that. Second, there's so many. I got at least, I have 18. I said top five, and I just wrote down 18 something. But we back, young stunners. You know, That's we went to a party. Music. It is? Hold on. Come on, I bro. Did, I'm a stunner, I did, bro. I know I did, this. I did, I did. You know that? My I sister, heard it. My what sister messed with one of them, bro. So I'm, I'm in there. I just wanted to say something so bad. Okay. I didn't find it, but I'm going to believe you, Nick. Um, okay. Uh, third or well, second song. Wait, pause, 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 pause. You have a sister, Nick? I mean, she really my aunt, but she, it's a long story, bro. It'd be like, it'd be like, you know how the black families be, the, the auntie be too young to be a real auntie. Exactly. She, 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 she really your mother? Like, yeah, that type of what? stuff. What? Whoa. I don't know about that. No, not it. He said it's really your mother. <laughs> okay. Thank you for distracting me, Vance. Number two, dot com. Uh, yo, God. This is not on Apple Music, if anybody doesn't call it out. Uh, CMG Presents Chapter One. This guy said Zilla and uh, what's the other boy's name? Snooty Wild on the cover. Um, and they're addicted to cocaine now. So that wasn't Gotti's best signings. But they had some really good music. Don't even lie to yourself like that. Number three, I got I to gotta count my numbers back. Um, Jack Christian Days Love, man. You know, I know I'm an R&B type of guy. They released a, it's an album called F of Friend Zone. Thank you, Nick. Um, that I really like. You know, Jack Quincy is probably one of my, I don't know, we did it. He, he wasn't in my top five, but he definitely was on the honorable mentions. I like him a lot. And uh, this was 2018, so Dave Love was real hot when it dropped. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. So, that was – that's three. Four, Rich Forever, Roddy Rich, one of my favorite Roddy Rich songs. You know, they had it on Apple Music for, like, 17 seconds, and they took it off. Um, ha, this is the last – this is the last one. And it's, like, so many, like – no chorus six, eight, nine by Blah Boy. None of those on Apple Music. You got Ocean Spray, My Money Bag. That's not on Apple Music. You got Nah Broke by J Money. It's just like, but for my fifth, I'm going to put Lil Snoop in the air. You know, I've been around a lot of Louisiana boys. Got put on them. Well, not put on. I heard about Lil Snoop before I got here. But, you know, it's, it's more heavily played here. 
obviously a victim of violence. You know, I think he actually got killed over a video game. That's kind of crazy. R.I.P. Snoop, man. That's all I got to say. So I'm going to let you go now, Nick. All right, so I'm going to start out number one. Y'all know I'm a big future and throw. You guys are number one. My favorite song that's not on, you know, streaming platform is Beast slash Machiavelli by Young Thug. Probably the greatest song of all time, but I'm not going to get into that. Uh, number two, I'm going to go The Whole Astronaut Status Tape by Future. That's one of my favorite tapes, Deeper Than the Ocean. Uh, itching, that tape was just crazy. Uh, number three, I think I'm going to have to go with Chief Keef, I Wonder. That's honestly one of Chief Keef's best songs. I mess with it the long way. Uh, number four, no cap. Number four, I was actually gonna say a Pee Wee Longway song, uh, "Loaded," Young Thug featuring Pee Wee Longway, because the way Pee Wee came on that joint, iconic man, iconic. And then for number five, y'all know I'm a big Cocaine slash Rico De Niro fan. So number five, I gotta go the Return of the Hair Hunter. That's one of my favorite tapes, man. I was bumping that all throughout the halls of White Station High School, man. I like you. I like you. I'm a solid list. Too much, a little bit too much thug for me, but you definitely closed out with a banger. Man. So go ahead, go ahead, go Vance. All right, so I'm going to give y'all two old songs and then three relatively new songs. Like, uh, I just tried to re-download my Spring Rilla. Yeah, I had to uh, reset my password. That's how long it's been since I actually... <laughs> <laughs> I didn't know the password. But uh, let's see, the two uh, newer songs... Well, actually, I'm going to go with one, Purple Rain by Future. For a while, it wasn't on uh, Apple Music, but now they finally put it. He put all his mixtapes on Apple Music. So, uh, number two, I'm going to go. This is the first song I downloaded. It was It's My Time by Young, Young Dolph on Spirilla, bro. So, it starts off. The first song you downloaded ever on Spirilla? Yeah, on Spirilla, like AK-47, the very best there is. I'm going to let y'all finish uh, the rest of it. But I, anyway, got, I got CMG ties. I can't talk. I can't speak on Dolph right now. <laughs> Big P.I. Oh, hey, Verquitis, get him. Let's see. Uh, number three, I'm gonna go with uh, Trill Sammy, bro. Leaning, great song, bro. Trill hey. Sammy, Trill oh my Sammy. goodness, Ooh. I'm leaning, I'm leaning. And then, uh, let's see. Wow. Honestly, I got two by uh, the, the king of Chicago himself, Chief Keith, bro. Earned it. Mm, I think awesome. <laughs> like it's not on Apple Music for some reason that needs to get changed because uh, uh. Amazing song, bro. It okay. turns me every time I listen to it. I like it. Solid. I'm mean, if I had to rate y'all the list, uh, I get I two B pluses. You know, y'all y'all was high quality list. You, I mean, I feel like you know Nick went a little extra with the thug in the future, but you know, air, you know, everybody got their own taste, their own stroke. So, oh, shout out to Jacquees, bro. You know, uh, L M A L M I. She was hating. Took his uh. Song off of Apple. For real though, almost, bro. I know exactly what song you're talking about because I had to download it. It's in my screen recording. I can't even listen to it on like an <laughs> app. It's screen recorded. Trip. That's yeah. That was my freshman year. That Man, was a banger. Screen recorded. That's so different. Is out here. It was serious because it was oh, like, no safety. Shooting <laughs> <laughs> where your heart beats. Man, hey, save it for the studio, bro. Say this ain't this ain't the time for it right now. Save it for the booth. The NBA season has officially gotten started, so now you know we're in the thick of things. So let's go back and let's do some more NBA by sales. So to start out, our first by sale, the Nuggets will make the playoffs this year. 
But I'm never going to buy that. You got an MVP candidate in Jokic. You got somebody that averaged, what, 30, 35, 40 points in the playoff series in Jamal Murray. You know, the bubble basketball. I got a certain feelings about it. It is what it is. Artificially enhanced a lot of people, uh, shooting percentages. But whatever. You still did something. Um, traded away Jeremy Grant. He's looking like a 2010 guy in Detroit. That's kind of weird. Um, but, yeah, too much talent. Gary Harris, Will Barton. Uh, MPJ, Monty Morris, uh, Bobo. It just started yesterday. I used to be. A really, I, I'm a big Bobo fan. He just got to weigh more than 150 pounds at some point, but definitely buying. Mm, I'm a. I'm actually gonna sell it. So just looking at right now, they're at a 19. They're in 11th place, and out of all the teams in front of them, the only teams I could possibly see dropping it in front of them in front of them is Memphis and OKC. Currently, Memphis is getting healthy, so I don't think they're going to get worse. I think they're actually going to get better. OKC, you know, um, they're going to play 500 ball, but I, the Nuggets could be slightly better than that. But also, uh, CJ McCollum just got hurt. He's out for a month. So that's another thing. So that's three teams that drop in front of them. But uh, are they still doing the play-in for the AC this year? I don't think so. Okay, well, if there's no play-in, they're not making the playoffs. Period, point wow. blank. That's how you feel it. I think I'll have to side with Josh on this one. Yeah, I'm going to have to buy that the Nuggets will make the playoffs because uh, kind of as Josh alluded to, I think Jokic is playing at an MVP level. He leads the team in points with 25, rebounds with 11.4, and assists with 10.3, and steals on top of that, averaging 1.9 steals per game. So they've got an MVP candidate in Jokic. Uh, Jamal Murray still giving them help with 20 a game. MPJ has come along in his second full year, averaging 19.5 points per game. But I will say, as uh, Josh mentioned, you know, losing Jeremy Grant hurt. That was a versatile defender, provided something different than Paul Millsap did, and he was just another ball handler, distributor on that team. And now you see him in Detroit going for 25-7 and seven a game, which is pretty nice. But to go back to it, I think the trio of Jokic, Murray, MPJ, uh, Bobo, whoever you want to throw into that third star spot, I think that core three is enough to get them. Bro, stop. Don't, don't try to sneak Bobo into that, bro. That's ignorant. You're right, but I was. Ignorant. I mean, he got. He's in development. He's, yeah, in, he's development. in development. He's, he's in, in development. So anyway, we're only 13 games into a 72 game season, and they're only a half game out of the AC right now. So I don't think it's a far fetched uh, thought that you know they'll make the playoffs. I think they're you know sitting in a good position right now. Uh, I mean, it's 50 50. If they miss it, I wouldn't be surprised. All right, so our second buy sell topic. Well, Clippers are the second best team in the West. And I'm going to start this one out, bro, and I'm going to buy it. Originally, I said they were the best team in the West, and I'm still going to stand on that. But saying that the second best team in the West ain't that far off, so I'm still going to rock with it. Paul George has caught a groove this season. He's having 24.8 points per game, you know, leading that team in points per game. He's also shooting the ball well, 51% from the field, 31% from three. And this is a team that I think has actually gotten better from last year. You look at the moves they made, picking up guys like Canard, uh, bringing Morris back, getting Ibaka, getting Batum, still keeping Lou Will. I think that team has gotten deeper, and therefore it has gotten better. And I think that depth will help make help them make it through the regular season without putting as much of a strain on Kawhi and PG. And I think it will be make it easier for them to advance in the playoffs with that depth. That's why I think they're the second-best team in the West. And I honestly still think they have a chance to be the best team in the West. I'm going to sell that, bro. Uh, they're, they're the fifth best team in the West, bro. Maybe third, maybe fourth, but I think fifth. 
of the second best team in the West right now. I'm a I'm gonna go with Wardell and friends, especially with Draymond Green coming back, bro. The, the Golden State Warriors are the second best team in the West currently. That's what I'm gonna say. It's just like Draymond is Steph. That might be the best, the second best one-two punch in the uh, Western Conference behind LeBron and Anthony Davis. So I'm gonna sell it. I don't I don't believe in the Clippers, bro. It's just something about them. It's just, I don't know. I can't I can't pick them. I haven't seen Steph it be done. And Draymond. Yes, are the second best one-two punch in the so Western Conference. So basically, you're saying Steph Curry is better than Paul George and Kawhi Leonard. Yes. <laughs> yes. So Steph Curry alone is better than Paul George and Kawhi Leonard. Because Draymond, ooh, I'm gonna rebound the ball. Dr- bro, it's a it's a dynamic duo, bro. Young, you're not a you're you you don't understand basketball enough to know what Draymond really does. I, I know basketball Plus enough to know that Draymond is not on the level of Paul George or Kawhi Leonard. I know basketball enough to know that. If you get Draymond the right teammates, also known as Steph Curry, also known as Klay Thompson, Draymond Green is a top player. He was an all star. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, okay. So is Kyle Corbin. So is Al Horford. People play their roles. So is Jeff T. Okay, so what do you mean? Uh, whatever, stop talking. Um, man, I'm gonna sell it just because I don't want to agree with you. I don't think you're wrong either. I think they'll end up being the second seed, but I just, you know, we, I don't. Is Clay coming back this season? I really no. don't even think it matters. Draymond James and Steph, I I think it would be better than because you don't have the Clippers have nobody to match up with James at the end of a regular season once he's matured and plays seventy games. Draymond still can be, you know, facilitated lead the Warriors. James so, just got abused last night. You like my Anthony Davis. Davis. The, the Clippers don't have Anthony Davis on their team. Portland, CJ McCollum comes back in a month. They look average 55 while he's gone. Um, that really hinders them at all. Um, I would put them over. I mean, this is the thing. Bro, I watched oh, a good regular season. I think it's canceled uh, PG and Kawhi out last season in the playoffs, in the bubble. We watched it happen. Yeah, but who yeah, still won? They would have lost. Porzingis got hurt. What do you mean? I think they still would have won that series, even if Porzingis mm, didn't Still, it went seven, bro. Yeah, it went seven. Lakers was finishing everybody off in the Western Conference in five, except for the Nuggets. Okay. Murray, Murray and Jokic is a better one, too, than uh, Kawhi and PG. You can yeah, look like you, you can definitely you can give me Ingram and you can give me Ingram and Zion over Kawhi and PG though. I know that for sure. Y'all are so crazy. I'm not gonna go that far, but uh, yeah, bro. Uh, McCollum and uh, Dame are better one-two punch than uh, Kawhi and uh, PG. Right. Y'all better stop putting stock in Paul George, bro. I mean, For real I mean, though, the way he's looking right now, I'm, I'm, I'm investing in Paul George right now. All right, now, bro. Right. All right. You gonna Lose go your money? Right. Your if money. I go bankrupt playoff time, cool. He's he, averaging 35 points a game season right now. The Clippers are 10 and four, sitting at number two in the West right now. And I'm, I'm, I'm just buying stock that they're going to keep it up. And I have no problem. All right, cool. All right, that's fine. And so, up next, <laughs> next buy sell topic we got, Bradley Bill will be traded before the All-Star break. Oh, no, though. Like, what teams are going to uh, – it doesn't really matter. I just feel like it comes down to how, how much is he going to demand out. He's not, he's not really one of those guys that has those abrasive personalities. He's not even really a – not to say that, but a traditional superstar and the fact that he had to play with the ball with his hands. He has to be the lead guard. You know, he was off guard at Florida. He came in with John Wall. 
you know, it's actually been amazing really to watch his development from, you know, guy running around screens, potential Ben McLemore clone to leading scorer in the NBA. So his game is versatile. He can play alongside a star. He can be the star. Um, it just depends on how bad he's going to give out, get out of Washington and who, how much are they going to give up for him. So to buy or sell it, I'll buy it. I think he'll push out. Mm, I'm a, I, I'm a, I'm a sell it, bro. He still has too many. He just signed a new contract with last season, so you still got some years left on his contract. Now, if it's getting to, uh, closer towards his contract, like in maybe a, a, a year or two, then I would go ahead, you know, ship him out. So you at least you get something for him before he just leaves on his own. I think that contract's too fresh. He's too good of a player, bro. Like uh, top five score definitely. In the Eastern Conference, bro, like yeah, that's too too bona fide. Like he's a building, you could build, you could build around him, bro. I would try to get him some help before I just go ahead and ship him off for uh, nothing. I mean, you get a little bit back, but you're not gonna get the same back that you want. All right, so here's my thing. Uh, like you alluded to, you know, Bradley Bill signed that maximum two year contract extension in 2019. It's gonna run all the way through the 2022-23 season which is where Bradley Bill has a player option. He can opt out of that deal and become a unrestricted free agent, essentially. And so right now, he's leading the league in scoring 34.9 points per game. He's sixth in player efficiency also. But the Wizards are, have a 3-8 and eight record and are second from the bottom in the, in the East. That's good. So if I'm the Wizards front office, I'm looking at what Houston just did with James Harden. Think about the haul they just got in return for trading James Harden to Brooklyn. You get two players. You get, what, three first-round picks? If I'm, the Wizards, if, I'm the Wizards, if I'm the Wizards, and you got to think about all the other teams that wanted James Harden, think about Philadelphia. Think about Miami. If I'm the Wizards, I'm thinking, man, we can get off Bradley Beal and get something close to this. I'm not saying uh, Bradley Beal is as good as James Harden, but they can get something very close to what Houston got from James Harden. And for that reason, I'm buying it. Because I think the Wizards are in a place to where they need to just scrap it all and rebuild from the bottom. And I think that gets started by trading Bradley Beal. This season? Yeah. Crazy. Can't do it. Can do it. You, I mean, you definitely yeah. can. I mean, bro, the price is right. Everybody has their price. But I'm not even picking up the phone for oh, Brad. Wow. That's me, bro. That's just me. I don't know. You not got this. a guy that's going out and getting 35 a night and your team still can't win. Not, they don't play defense. You got to get him some help. I pick up the phone for other players. Get Brad Bill some help, bro. Moving on, our next buy-or-sell topic, Giannis' shooting is a problem. Buy-or-sell. Definitely buying that. The reason he hasn't made the finals yet. He's, he's, uh, he's, he kind of epitomizes the, the persona of the Clippers just in the singular player. Great regular season, dominant, already has a regular season MVP, the most dominant paint presence since Shaq. But getting the playoffs, he's just an upgraded version of Ben Simmons. Defenses get tighter, lanes get tighter, teams have days to prepare for you as, a, as opposed to being just a one-off game. This core strength and down and strengths, you know, it happens to the best of the superstars. Chris Webber, Carl Malone, is it better than those guys? But until he proves that he's going to be in the same, you know, couldn't get it done, all-star lineup. I don't know. So, I agree with y'all. I'm buying that. Giannis is shooting is a problem. Right now, he's shooting 30% from the three-point line and 58% from the free throw line, which is horrendous in my opinion. 
because he's shooting 58%, but he also leads the NBA in free throw attempts. So if you're getting all these opportunities at the free throw line, you better cash in. And so just to, you know, name a couple of examples of where his poor shooting has ruined games, uh, he shot one for 10 from the free throw line Friday against the Mavericks. They still won that game, but they could have won that game even more comfortably if he hit his free throws. Uh, last night when they played Brooklyn, he, you know, the Nets left open all three. He literally dribbled down the court with nobody guarding him, and he airballed a three, bro. He shot two for six on the night, but still, like, that's a bad miss, and that's one that's like, oh, yeah, we don't have to worry about it. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And then you got to think about how he started the season, too. Started the season playing the Celtics, missed the free throw that would have sent the game to overtime after just signing that big extension. And so this Bucks team is a team that will only go as far as Giannis takes them, and if he can't shoot, they won't go very far yet again. And now you got a team in the Eastern Brooklyn that is a serious threat to the Bucks chances to even make the Eastern Conference Finals. So I think that Giannis needs to get his shooting percentages up if he wants to be effective and even make it to a Finals sometime in his career. Because right now, especially last night, you saw the talent gap between him and KD, how big it was. Mm, I, I, I'm going to sell it. Just because just on, on his worst night, he's going to give you 20 and 10. On his worst night. Even if he can't shoot, he's going to rebound. He's still yeah. going to get couple of dunks, couple of – he's going to shoot his free throws. Yeah, I mean, he's he, he's such a dominant force, it doesn't matter. On his worst night, he's Andre Drummond, bro. Like, honestly, you, you can't you can't go wrong with that. See, you can they just traded Andre Drummond for a second-round pick a couple years ago, too. I mean, bro, and that was stupid. I mean, it was a salary cap reason, too, but – Yeah, bro, I mean, but – But the, how valuable is your best player if he can't shoot and make free throws? I mean – How valuable yeah. is your best player in – if he's a center in a guard-driven league, that's really the question. I mean, the towns can shoot and make free throws. That position I mean, has nothing to do with it at this point. My bad. A traditional center in a guard-based league. He's still gonna get better. And the way, the way. I mean, then again, like those lanky players. The only person that's really just been lanky like that that I've seen is Kevin Durant. That could just shoot the lights out like that. That's about the the same type of wingspan, same type of body shape. I, I've never seen anything like it. But I mean, he he is a center. I mean, they're trying to get him help, but Chris Middleton. How, how, how far how far could Chris Middleton take you, bro? It's like not far. I mean, yeah, Giannis, so Giannis is a center. He's built like one. Yeah, he's built like Whiteside, bro. Like, come on, bro, for real. I don't but I'm gonna give a problem. I mean, he's gonna get better. Not should he stop shooting those threes? Probably, but you got to make them respect you. Like what? What he would be? He would literally be Ben Simmons, bro. If he didn't even attempt those threes, yeah. That's why I really respect Ben Simmons would be an MVP candidate if he just shot threes, literally. Yeah. Where's the thing though? I mean, we had he had Nick Adams is a problem. It definitely is a problem. I mean, like you said, there's this, this problem with Ben Simmons too. I mean, I mean, it's just more exaggerated with him because he's he's more attempt, he's more scared to even attempt them. Giannis has never never had a problem with attempts. He just has a problem making them. So that's a problem. They can't. They got be by Toronto. They got be last year by who Miami because Kings can shrink the floor and they, who they got on that team to really kill them from the outside. That's what I'm saying. You need Dante Divincenzo. Come on now, man. There's literally only one player in this league that doesn't need teammates, and that's LeBron James to carry. That's the only play anybody else I mean, is going to. You saw Stephen Curry last season. He didn't have anybody. 
I mean, Kyrie kind of helped carry LeBron. 25, but, you know, 11 on the team. Mm, yeah, but LeBron got to the finals with Anderson Varejaz, the second best player, bro. That's I don't think anybody can top that. And so for our last buy or sell topic, buy or sell, the Nets are now the favorites to win the championship. <sighs> you go first, uh, man. Sell. Until, until uh, to beat a man, you got to beat the man, bro. The, the Los Angeles Lakers are the best team in the NBA. They're the favorites in the NBA. I've seen – they got better in the offseason, so they got even better compared to winning the championship last season. Now, KD, great player, elite player. James Harden, elite player. Kyrie, elite player. But is he even going to beat her? Who knows? Uh, I, I don't think you can call them the, fa- the favorites just yet. I think the Lakers are – they matched them talent-wise, and I think they're a better cohesive unit. So, give me the Lakers. That's the best team. The Nets are the second best. I agree. I'm selling that, too. I think the Nets gave up too much depth in order to get Harden. Talking about losing Karius, LeVert, uh, Jared Allen, Tarion Prince, and Rodney Caruso. So I think they aren't deep enough to be considered the best team, especially looking at the improvements the Lakers made. And I think Kyrie will come back and really help that team take it to the next level. I don't have a problem with him taking off the social justice issues. But, yeah, I think they'll come back. And I think they will win the East, but I don't think they're favorites for the championship just yet because of that depth. And you also got to think of uh, they lost Dinwiddie to a torn ACL, too. So they're missing a lot of depth on that team. Who's going to, who on the Lakers is going to guard James Harden? That's the only thing. I don't think that y'all are wrong. I definitely think I'm more likely to settle this by it. But who on the Lakers is going to guard James Harden? This is not Kyrie Irving. This is not even Clay Thompson. This is legitimately somebody that's average, consistently average 35 points a game. The top five best scorer in the NBA ever. Watched the playoffs last season, bro. Like, he literally was not a problem. Who? James Harden. When they played the Lakers, he literally was not a problem. Uh, that's, that, that's, a, that's, a, that's a different that's a different vibe. He obviously wanted out. He gets to play with his friends now. Although I don't think, I mean, they believe you, you play along. You you play you you upgraded from Russell Westbrook to Kevin Durant. Oh my goodness! All right, but bro. my thing is, it's only one ball on that court, bro. Help defense, defensive rotations, bro. I think. It's hard to just look at it as just a one-on-one between James Harden and Alex Caruso. That's my big thing. I mean, you got to get stops, though. Did you watch the game last uh, last night, Josh? I, uh, the next game, I caught a little bit of I, I was mainly locked. I was busy. I had caught go to state LA, though. Well, once it once it got to crunch time, it just became 2-1-5 on offense. It was literally Harden and KD against – the Milwaukee Bucks, bro. Yeah. Yeah, once it, it's, it's, things going to get tight and they going to start ball hogging, bro. I'm telling you, man. And that's not how the NBA works. It, it just isn't, bro. Especially those, are the two best, those, those are the two best ball hogs in the league. So, I feel what you're saying, but I just feel like they'll be able to put it off. Because they can't put it off. Who else is – who is – what two scores can you put together that's going to be better during this time? Not this time. Ever. What LeBron, two scores? Davis. They're not. They're not better scorers than those two. They do a lot of things better, but they don't score the basketball better than those. Because Kevin Durant is the best scorer in the NBA right now. That's not up for debate. And James Harden probably the second best. LeBron James is the best. Is oh my coworkers is a not slightly a better version of Magic Johnson, but he could be if he wanted to. But he's not a do, he's not a dominant scorer like that. Yes, he is. 
since I, I'm just tired of hearing Josh's terrible comparisons. So hey, let's do it. Let's do it. I got I got a mini uh a mini buy or sell real quick. I just wanna I just wanna buy or sell. That's all I want. Uh, uh the next trade, Kyrie Irving. Bye. Sell. Boo. I'm I'm gonna sell it too. That's it. If you watched last week's episode, man, you know, we had a mini debate about, you know, the greatest receivers of all time. So this week, we're going to bring to y'all full-fledged segment debating the top five receivers of all time. And so we're going to start our list out. We're going to go from five to one. Uh, so who wants to go first? Um, I don't go. I mean, you want to round robbing it? I just said, say your whole list, clown. I swear to you, bro, you do not be paying attention, bro. Yeah, all right. My bad, you right. Bro, like, even in the group message, bro, he'd be like, we got a roundup yet? Like, that bitch was sent, like, 10 messages ago. Bro, I'll be busy, bro. And you busy. Cool, bro. I want to see your grades, bro. They I really. <laughs> your girl do, do your work. I already know. Never, never What's NCAA you? compliance office. I always do my own work. Well, let's, let's see your top five, bro. This let's is satire. Can't the best receiver Carson begins with Randy Moss, and uh, I mean, people might have better stats, people might have more rings, but go you the to play receiver. What do you do, Nick? You run a route, you get the ball, you try to score a touchdown with the ball. Nobody has done that better than Randy Moss. I don't think anybody really can do it better than Randy Moss, honestly. Not so he said it's quick, so no. Number two for me, Calvin Johnson. You know, the old heads will be like, where's Jay Rice said he's third, so don't worry about it. But most dominant most dominant guy at the point of, the, the catch point ever, six six, two thirty. He he went top five out of Georgia Tech when they was running the option. So that should tell you something. They kinda re- kinda they, had to switch up the they weren't an option offense when he was there. Are probably. they not are they not an option were they not an option offense before and after he left them? Not before. So when Georgia State started running the option. They started options. I don't believe that. But whatever. Um, casualty of the Lions. The Lions had a room embarrassing. That's two top 20 players that had career in their careers. But uh, such is life. Um, fast, strong, big, route running. I mean, it wasn't impeccable. But when you have all those gifts, doesn't matter if your routes are that, that, that crisp. Um, so, yeah. Number three, Jerry Rice, Mississippi Valley State alum, SWAC alum, you know, Mr. Championships. He has more of a QB resume than a, you know, pure skill player resume. A lot of championships, a lot of, you know, uh, accolades. But um, I don't know. He got the old granny tape. I'm not going to deny his greatness, but um, I didn't get to see – I never saw him live, so I can't really speak of him like I want to. Number four is going to be a toughie. People are going to be upset at this, but I really don't care. Larry Fitzgerald. Bro. Wow. We're booing Larry Fitzgerald? That's crazy. More career catches than drops. Well, no. Nah, what More career like tackles that? than drops. There we go. My man knew. I'm going to um, say this real quick, Josh. Larry Fitzgerald has never been the best receiver on his team any season he's played. That's kind of heavy. That's not. That's not correct. So you telling me all them years, Anquan Bolden, Steve Nash, face Kyrie Irving to play tomorrow. Bolden was better than Larry Fitz, bro. He was. I mean, that's just what I'm gonna say. That's just me. You're a product of your environment. He was better. 
He turned somebody that went that was bagging groceries to a Super Bowl. Well, not a Super Bowl. He led a grocery bagger to a Super Bowl. You know, Kurt Warner was Kurt bagging Warner, groceries. Kurt Warner went to a Super Bowl before that. Shut up, Nick. I know. He was bagging it's groceries before he went to a Super Bowl with the Rams. Not before he went to a Super Bowl with the Cardinals. He's an elite receiver. He just wasn't the best on his team. I just think he's a more consistent. I think he's Terrell Owens with all the antics. So, T.O. is okay with me. UT Chad guy. I love to be. T.O., you're number five? Yeah. Okay, continue. I mean, that's it. You think Larry Fitzgerald was better than Terrell Owens? I think if, yeah. If you put Larry Fitzgerald in a, I think you put him in a Cowboys uniform, we talk about him better than we talk about Terrell Owens. I would know the receivers on your list was uh, on the same team. Larry Fitzgerald would not see the field. He might be the punt returner. He, 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 he would be uh, – what's the guy, the returner? I would for, put him out there before Jerry Rice in a game be in 2021. Cordell, Cordell uh, Patterson, bro. If all five of those receivers were on that on the same Honorable team. mention, don't care what y'all talking about. Andre Johnson, 1,000 receptions, 70 touchdowns. Um, He was the best receiver in the league for, for at least a couple huh? years. Andre Johnson was never the best receiver. In the what? League. I'm sorry. He was I'm a nice man out on Madden at one point. Come I'm on sorry. Now. He was never the best receiver in the league. Who was – okay, Andre Johnson. He had, like, multiple years with 120 catches. I know, but he was Who never... was the best receiver in those, those years then? Megatron was still in the league. Wes Welker? I'm saying. Megatron was still in the league. You had guys. But there were other receivers. Didn't he make a Madden cover, too, or something crazy like no, that? No, Andre Johnson was never on a Madden cover. Andre Megatron Johnson, was, Marvin Harrison, you know. Marvin Harrison, Reggie Wayne, you really put them in the same boat for me. Guys that were saved. I mean, I don't they know what not saved. bro. You over here getting other people list out, bro. You you picked your five. It's my turn. What's Skip Bayless say? It is my turn. Talk to me, man. Go ahead, P. Go ahead, go uh, ahead, Peons. Number, number five was uh, Josh's honorable mention. I'm going to have to go with the guy from the U, you know, Andre Johnson. 1,062 catches, 14,185 yards, and 70 touchdowns in his career. The, uh, probably one of the most dominant. He, he was the most – if not the best, he was the most dominant because you was going to have to double him if you didn't want him to catch that ball. Uh, number four, I'm going to have to go with Megatron, Calvin Johnson. 731 uh, catches, 11,619 yards, and 83 touchdowns. All those stats are skewed because he didn't play as much as anybody else is in the top 25. Number three, I'm going to have to go with Terrell Owens. Get your popcorn ready. That's my quarterback. 1,078 uh, catches, 15,934 yards, and 153 touchdowns. Anything he went to, he was the best receiver on the team. Like, I – the boy is a, a, a freak of nature, bro. And speaking of freaks, I'm going to have to go with number two, Randy Moss, the freak. 982 catches, 15,292 yards, 156 uh, touchdowns. That's three more than Terrell Owens. So that's why I, I, gave, I got him in number two and not number three. I, get, I gave him a, the slight edge just because of his dominance. And number one, there's only one player in the NFL known as the GOAT, and that's Jerry Rice. Tom, Tom Brady didn't native. play receiver, bro. Tom Brady. Mm, was I like I like how you said. Tom Brady was a quarterback. Uh, hey, Tom, Tom Brady is Tom Brady. Man, anyways, one thousand five hundred and forty-nine catches, twenty-two thousand. Jerry Rice the goat. Besides old black men, everybody. 
Except for youngins like y'all. Y'all, bro, y'all don't understand, bro. I didn't even see Jerry Rice. I saw him play with the Raiders. And he took them to the Super Bowl. Like, come on now. Like, for real. Let's, let's be real. Come on, bro. He was an old head. Washed up like Tom Brady take, carrying them to the Super Bowl. They had no business getting there. Who was the quarterback? Tim Grammatica? I don't know. So Who Jerry knows? Rice was the reason the Raiders went to the Super Bowl. They had a squad. It was him and uh, Tim Brown. But you just said Jerry Rice. Left. They was like 75 years old apiece. That's what I'm saying, bro. Like a, a whole bunch of old heads carrying them in the NFL. This is when the NFL, you can, you can make an argument that was around the, uh, the NFL's prime, bro. What? So, what? Those were years of when? Two thousand two. That was two thousand two. Two thousand two. That's the especially defensively. Defensively, you had to uh, get around them. You had to go get past the, the Buccaneers, the Ravens, the Titans, the Eagles. Like, come on now, bro. It, Jerry Rice is the goat, bro. The the greatest wide receiver of all time. Twenty two thousand yards, bro. Almost twenty three thousand. 197 touchdowns. He almost got 200 touchdowns in his career. That's ridiculous. Mm, sounds all right. All right, bro. All right. So I guess it's my time to go. Since I'm the resident expert on wide receivers, you know. Uh, we didn't uh, say all that. We just say we value your opinion. All right. So anyway, to start to start out, my number five receiver, Antonio Brown, two times uh, NFL receiving leader. And both yards and receptions four times. You all. put a deep sigh emoji or meme on this part, Vance, for me. Just put it over my face. Yeah, but anyway, like I was saying, he was voted the number two player in the NFL in 2018, voted on by the players. He's a well-respected player in this league. He's only played 11 seasons. He only played one game in 2019. And he has over 11,000, almost 12,000 yards. He had six straight years of 100-plus receptions and 1,200-plus yards. That's dominance over that six-year span. I don't care what you say. You can't debate it. This is one of the top five receivers of all time. At number four, I got Calvin Johnson. He only played nine seasons in the league, compiled over 11,000 yards, and he had the third highest all-time receiving yards per game with 86.1. He's the single-season receiving yards leader in 2012 with 1,964 yards, almost 2,000 receiving yards, man. Never never touched nobody close to it. And he did it consistently with poor quarterback play. He had guys like Dan Orlovsky throwing him the ball on a bad team, an 0-16 team. He was on an 0-16 team. And that just shows his dominance. He was the best non-quarterback throughout the 2010s, bro. I'm sorry. And then three, he was the best non-quarterback in the league. Who are you talking about? Calvin Johnson, Megatron. He was on an 0-16 team? Yeah, the Lions, the Lions went on six them on the team. Boy. And so, number three, I got Jerry Rice. Uh, you know, he's got all these big numbers. That's cool. He also played 20 years in the league, and he played with two of the greatest quarterbacks of all time, and Joe Montana and Steve Young. So, I feel like his numbers are a little skewed. It's cool. They're cute and all, and he's the NFL leader in all three categories. But, you know, you play with two of the greatest of all time, of course your numbers are going to be like that. So, number two, I got T.O., man. 14 years. Uh, over, you know, over 1,500 yards. He's second all-time in yards and third in touchdowns, you know, right behind Rice. But I think, you know, he's more physically gifted, a better, you know, just more physically dominant than Rice. I like him more. And, you know, one thing that stands out to me about T.O., man, the Super Bowl performance with the Eagles on a broken leg, man. 
that just shows how how uh, how much heart he has, how dedicated he was to the game. Even with all the sideline distractions and things, he's still a legitimate pop receiver, you know, all time. And number one, can't go anywhere else but Randy Moss, man. He can beat you in three different ways as a receiver. He can beat you with pure speed. He can beat you with a jump ball. And he can beat you with route running, too, which I feel is an underrated part of his game. He came into the league on five, 17 tutties as a rookie. His first 17 season, touchdowns as a rookie. You know, Randy Moss's first six years in the league, 8,000-plus yards and 77 touchdowns in six seasons, but ridiculous. Like I said, Randy Moss is my number one, and that's how I'm rocking out. Some of y'all's list, I got some questions, but I guess it's okay. You know what I'm saying? Those are the questions, bro. Oh, yeah, I'm, I'm down for the questions. I mean, Josh, I got to start out with you. Why is T.O. at five on your list, Josh? That's disrespectful. His average speed, he wasn't blown by guys. Route running wasn't pickable. Big time moment. Hands was mad. I mean, sure, his hands were mad in San Francisco. Mad. On the bad side. Close to the bad side and mad. He made the big catches in the big moments. That game in San Francisco, where he had three drops. He caught the game when it touched down. I don't care. And also, he picked it up once he got more uh, into his career. He started out with some drop issues. I agree with that. But once he got into his career, he was dominant. He's like I said, second all time in yards and third in touchdowns. Can't debate it. He well, should give me the guy that doesn't ever drop it. I don't want to need the C plus hands. And he's a receiver. It was one thing if he if, like, if he played a running back, it wouldn't matter how good his hands was. But he literally plays receiver where the job is to catch the ball. Larry Fitzgerald can catch a football better than Terrell Owens. Like it's not that difficult to me. Okay. And Do you I, agree? Mm-hmm. How about that? I just don't agree. I've seen videos that stat was capped, bro. I've seen videos that said that stat was capped. What's that? He has dropped passes, more passes than he's had uh, tackles, bro. That's not a real stat. They just they, they count what they want to count, bro. Larry Fitz is a great player. I, he might not even be in my top ten. I'm just going to keep it a stack, bro. I mess with Fitz, bro. He, he just doesn't have enough swag to be in my top five. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> That man got veneers. And he graduated from the University of Phoenix. So continuing to talk about the NFL, we just watched, you know, the divisional round games last week. And you know what? Right now, I just want to take out some time to talk to all my Saints fans back home, man. I'm glad to see y'all. Yeah, that's me. Oh, God. Slam boy got clamped. Zero catches, four targets, clamped up, intercepted. You know what I'm saying? Drew Brees done for. Hope y'all ready for the Jameis Winston years, man. Them boys since y'all packing in y'all home stadium. Drew Brees had to take that drive home and realize he's never going to go back. So uh, glad to see y'all Saints fans done, man. My boy TJ, shout out to my boy TJ, man. He literally broke his TV and stomped it out, bro, after the game. So, so moving on. You paid money for that, my boy. So let's talk about, you know, these upcoming championship games, starting with the NFC. We just saw the Bucks take down the Saints 30-20, to 20, and they'll be uh, going to Green Bay to take on the Packers. So uh, what do you guys think about this game? Predictions, you know, analysis, what you guys what you guys thinking? You know me, first thing I'm going to external, you're going from playing in the dome to playing in the snow, so I definitely think that favorite Green Bay. Oh, I don't even, I don't even know if it's snowing, but it's going to be cold, and Tampa Bay is not usually cold. Um, Jair Alexander, Jair Alexander turned into a top five corner this year. So I guess I figured that he'll limit either, either limit Godwin or Mike Evans. So 
Devontae Adams, nobody on Tim Bacon guard to him. I don't know. Uh, my boy Bunton was kind of talking that cast to Mike Thomas. Though. That was a hard route that he picked off. I never seen nobody. Well, I guess I haven't. It was a little zig route, whatever. Um, it was a flat route. He needs to stick to running them slants. <laughs> Obviously, huh? I don't know. It's just, hey, how how well do y'all think Tom Brady would play out on scale of one to ten? I mean, he's used to playing the codes. I don't think it's going to be on Tom Brady. It's going to be on his teammates. I think the key to this game for Tom Brady is how well the Buccaneers will be able to run the ball. Because you saw um, in the game versus New Orleans, they got Ronald Jones going. They got Fournette going. So I think if they can run the ball effectively, uh, Brady can have a pretty good day. Uh, you know, looking at a package team that you know, has a decent secondary, you know, highlighted by Jair Alexander. But the thing I would say uh, about Brady is this is a team, this Packers team, he's going to have to be able to put up points. And, you know, early in that game uh, versus the Saints, the Buccaneers simply struggled to score and get in scoring position. So I think Brady is going to have to put up points to win. And that's why I'm going to take the Packers to uh, book a trip to the Super Bowl. I think that offense – you look at what they just did last week versus the Rams, the top, well, the second best defense in the league. They hung 32 points on. So that's what I'm going to rock with the Pat. Oh, no, man. Mm. Yeah, this, this game is going to be all about ball control. So can, can Brady and the Buccaneers stay on the field long enough to keep Aaron Rodgers off the field? But it's not even about Aaron Rodgers, it's about that run game. So the, the one weakness the Buccaneers had last week was Alvin Kamara running in, in between the, uh, the tackles. And now you're going to have Aaron Jones, uh, Jamal Williams, and A.J. Dillon running in between the tackles. It's going to, it's going to come down. Can Ndamukong Sue and uh, Jason Pierre-Paul, can they hold up enough for those linebackers to fill the holes and get uh, get to the first level? I, it's going to be a good game because the Buccaneers, that was a Tom Brady game last week, bro. Like uh, when they played the Saints, it was just ball control, ball control, throw the, throw the short routes, maybe take a shot here and there. He didn't connect on any of those shots. He's he going to have to connect on those shots against the uh, Green Bay Packers. He hit the shot to Adam, uh, not Adam, Scotty Miller. Oh, yeah, 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 in the fourth quarter. Yeah. That was, that was a big but shot. even that one, that was only like a 30-yard pose, whatever but kind of it, it was. was. He had to float it up real. Out and, yeah, out and up. It was a beautiful throw. It was right between the safety but, and the corner. Great throw. But can he do that in all four quarters Nick, um, this Sunday against Aaron Rodgers? Who's I mean, going to do that all four quarters? He had some good shots. Like, think about the post route he threw to Godwin that got knocked out by, uh, when Godwin hit the ground. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. He took some yeah. smart shots. They got to connect those. Yeah. I mean, he hit Cameron Braid on some deep throws, too. I think that this offense is kind of starting to – you see what it's going to look like. You know what I'm saying? Come playoff time. This book yeah. offense is going to run the ball, set up things with play action, and then, like, take the shots when they're there. But when the shots aren't there, of course, Tom Brady's going to be Tom Brady. Take the underneath intermediate routes and keep the ball moving that way. I would feel like a fool to bet against Tom Brady, but I, I don't mind backing up Aaron Rodgers. Bro. Give me the Packers. That's Give the me thing. The, the only thing is this Tampa Bay team is really built similar to me that that San Francisco team that knocked them out of the playoffs last year. Got a pretty good defense. I don't think they have a Richard Sherman. Got a pretty good defense in Tampa Bay. Got a middling quarterback. But here's the thing. I think Jimmy Garoppolo is gonna can be I mean, I think Tom Brady is way better than Jimmy Garoppolo. So 
Give me green. Give me give me Tampa. I can't go against the goat, man. He caused me way too much strife as an AFC East guy. Give me give me Tom Brady. All right, and so moving on to the AFC, we got the Buffalo Bills going into Arrowhead to face the Chiefs. And so, you know, in the divisional round, Mahomes went out with a concussion in the third quarter. You know, so his availability for this game is in question. And these two teams played in week seven with the Chiefs winning at 26 to 17. So how do you guys feel about this game? Mm-hmm. The Bills have evolved, bro. Like, I don't At some point, a, a switch, they flipped it, bro. There was a switch and they flipped it around about week 10. And well, they haven't lost in almost two months, if not almost three. So I, I can't go the Bills, uh, but I can't go against the Chiefs, bro. If Pat Mahomes is playing, bro, see, I don't, I don't want to give a pick unless I know what's going on with Pat. Pat I mean, Mahomes. you can qualify. You can be like, if Pat Mahomes is playing, I pick the the Chiefs. Man. I mean, not pick the Bills. I ain't cool. mad at that. That's Come just on, like, hey, I'm gonna keep it like this, man. Anything is possible, bro. Man, shut up, bro. Like, come on, bro. That was that was cool for one quarter, but like, yeah, this is the real deal. Like, the Bill defense is not going at all. Yeah. And Josh Allen, bro, that offense is it. They're not even running plays. They're just saying, okay, we're gonna read. We're gonna find out what defense you in, and we're just gonna find the holes. That's literally the, their offense. I don't think they're running plays for real. I think it's a whole bunch of option route. And uh, I think the Chiefs deep pass rush pass defense is good enough. To make a few more plays, give me the Chiefs by four, bro. I just but but if Pat Mahomes doesn't play, bro, give me the, the Bills by by eight. Mm, interesting. But I feel like let's say Pat Mahomes doesn't play. I does still, it? Yeah, doesn't. Assuming he doesn't play, I still have a feeling the Chiefs are gonna be able to pull this game out because of that man named Andy Reid. I feel like he'll be able to outcoach Sean McDermott. You think all the gimmick plays Andy Reid has drawn up and executed. You think of everything, you know, you really if you think about this Chiefs offense, you kind of starting to see how it has evolved also. They have developed a solid running game with Damian Williams and uh Le'Veon Bell taking over after Clyde Edwards Hilaire got hurt. So I think the Chiefs with that with that offensive mastermind in Andy Reid and a and a defense that has seen major improvements over the years, I think the Chiefs will be able to win this game regardless of who's back there. But I think this game will be very close because, yet again, you got a guy named Josh Allen on the other side that some people like to refer to as a borderline MVP candidate and Stephon Diggs on the other side. So I think that offense is going to be capable of scoring with the Chiefs. But I think in the end, the Chiefs are going to be able to score more just because of that man named Andy Reid. I I, really, I don't think Andy Reid actually does things. Uh, like, I don't think he actually does anything on the sideline. That's just I mean, me, just watching the games. I think it's really his coordinator just be going fed every single time. I'm, I'm Just watch, watch him on the sideline. He just looks at the paper, has the shield on his face, and he's just standing there, bro. I what don't are you supposed to be doing? <laughs> I, mean, I think his coordinators are the ones uh, with all the sauce, bro. Think about, really all the, think about all the different coordinators he's worked through and Definitely. put into jobs. It shows you the greatness of Andy Reid. I'm going to put it point blank like that. Yeah, oh, he's definitely a guru, but I think once he gets to the top, I think he just let his uh, coordinators work, bro. So, Josh, how you feel mm. for this game? I'm going to do the – I'm going to qualify. Pat Mahomes don't play. Bills are going to win. Shay, he's not going to be able to do a, a good enough – he's not going to be – he's not going to meet the 75% – 
capacity of Pat Mahomes, they gonna need to win. But if Pat Mahomes play, you're not stopping this team. This is a video game. They have Miko Harmon. They have a they have world Olympic oh, speed. Time out, time out. Why is Miko Harmon the first person you name on the Chiefs offense? I'm just saying that's I mean fast people. Say I mean Ty him, Tyreek Hill. Uh they ain't got Edward Jalen no more. They got I feel like they got another yeah, they still have Sammy Watkins. Sammy yeah. Watkins is pretty fast. Travis that's what I'm saying. Maybe. I don't know if he's faster than anybody I name though. Top ten. He might be the fastest tight end in the league next to Darren Waller. It's only you just giving all this praise to a white man. But anyways, you know, they have one of the, the most unstoppable receiver corp in the league. They have an all pro guy at running back that they don't even really use that much. I'm saying. So they got one of the best defensive backs ever played in the NFL in uh, the honey badger. You're not stopping this team. Um, Kyle Shanahan thought he had it figured out when they was up to the Super Bowl. Couldn't really, couldn't really do it. You know, this is the, this is the golden state of the NFL right now. The only way this team is not going to Super Bowl the next four years is Tyreek Hill, Travis Kelsey, or Pat Mahomes hurt, gets hurt or goes to jail. That's the only way. This team is on a roll. I mean, you're not gonna like who has effectively showed that they can slow them down. Las Vegas in the week two. That's what I'm like. What are we talking about here? If Mahomes, if Mahomes plays 35-24, Chiefs. If he doesn't, 28-20, Bills. 28-24. I don't need to give him eight points. We're, we're just, Josh Allen had a great season. Devil Singletary, Stephon Diggs, led the league in receptions. But uh, it's levels to this. It's levels to it. They're not on the, they're not on the Chiefs level. As always, we got to give out our game balls for the week. So I'm going to start it out. Keep it real simple. My game balls, I'm giving out two. They go to Carlton Davis. And uh, Sean Murphy Bunning this week for the job they did. Some sudden down Michael Thomas and that Saints passing offense. Like I said earlier, you know, Michael Thomas, zero receptions on uh, four targets. Sean Murphy Bunning had a big pick, a wild guard, Michael Thomas, that uh, set up an eventual buck score to Mike Evans. So them boys uh, get my game balls for shutting down Slant Boy and uh, intermediate passing retired man. So, yeah. Wow. This slam boy, um, thank you, man. Um, my game ball, I feel I definitely Sean Murray Bunton was gonna be my guy just because you pick off Michael Thomas, you pick off Drew Brees in his last game when he's trying to throw to Michael Thomas, you get my respect. But overall, I just feel like Devin White had a bigger impact. Got 10 tackles, you got an interception, got a forced fumble, and then you know, they said it on, on the TV screen. He was a Pro Bowl smell. Should have been him and Levante David, the best linebacker core in the league right now. You know, he can run sideline to sideline. He can come in the hole to hit. That's that's a very hard thing to find in a linebacker nowadays. That's makes a top five year Roquan Smith. When you can have a guy that can run with your backs, guard a slot, sideline to sideline, down the field, and then effectively come in the hole and stop runners and get knocked back because we all know that there are some linebackers when they hit, the running back is moving back. And when they get hit, the running back is moving forward. When David White hits, the running back is going the other way. He's a playmaker on offense, boot boy, of course, you know, LSU guy. He just knows how to play defense. He knows – he play, he is the quarterback of that defense, which is saying a lot because Levante David is still there. So, David White, he looks like the best linebacker in the NFL. He did last night. Mm, oh, so I, at first I was going to go with the Buccaneers running backs, uh, Ronald Jones and Leonard Fournette, you know, for helping out helping out the check down King Tom Brady. 
but since y'all uh, went so heavy with uh, the Buccaneers' defense, I'm gonna go with another defensive player, and that's Ron Johnson out of uh, for the Buffalo Bills. So originally he was known as the guy that got hit hit by a football in the face at uh, the NFL Combine, but uh, 101 yards uh, pick six to effectively end the game against the Baltimore Ravens. You know, because it was a windy game, a lot of things, not not a lot of offense, and uh, a lot of people was thinking, okay, if the bill if the Baltimore uh, can score here, then it's probably going to be come down to the wire. Six, and Teron Johnson, you know, I, I'm happy for the Bills, bro. A lot of tables were broken, bro. So you know, Bills Mafia, shout out to y'all. So with that, we're gonna close this episode out, man. Big shout out to Bills Mafia. As Vance alluded to, you know, you know they're going to break some tables this weekend, but, you know, make sure y'all safe while doing it. And so with that, we out of here. We out of here.